0: Welcome back to The Book Reporters. I'm Joe, joined by the wonderful Lauren.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hi.
0: This is going to be a very fun week. It's, as I've told you, I know I've told you, and I think I said this in my Instagram stories this, at least mine this week, is going to be a not safe for work pick. It turns out. <laughs> I, yeah. I was I was caught off guard with mine. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, kind of pleasantly so, to be honest. But it was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and some others, like our friend Brooke, uh, yeah. who also happened to read this book uh uh, my pick this week Mm -hmm. she agrees so (laughs) but oh anyway uh yeah as we said last week we are doing a double romantic comedy pick this week Mm -hmm. yes and uh what Lauren, yours is up first. Okay. I figure, I mean, it was on that rotation anyway that you would go first, but I feel it's more appropriate th- this week because...
1: Okay. Nothing's going to top yours, right?
0: <laughs> well, that and also I, I want to give the listeners the chance to opt out after hearing your discussion <laughs> because it might... The things I'm going to discuss in my book might not be—I don't know—it might not be cool cool for some people. So I will give that disclaimer right now, and when I get into mine. So
1: okay, well, yeah. What what
0: was what was your pick again this week?
1: I have the X Hex by Aaron Sterling, which is uh, actually. rachel hawkins um so this was a book of the month club for october 2021 and i picked that as my book and i ended up reading it uh just this past week right around halloween and then the week after and just finished up with it so all right this is what the x-hex is about Bestselling author Rachel Hawkins, writing as Erin Sterling, casts a spell with a spine tingling romance full of wishes, witches, and hexes gone wrong. Never mix vodka and witchcraft. Nine years ago, Vivian Jones nursed her broken heart like any young witch, witch would. Vodka, weepy music, bat, bubble baths, and a curse on a horrible boyfriend. Sure, Vivi knows she shouldn't use her magic this way, but with only an orchard hayride scented candle on hand, she isn't worried it will cause him anything more than a bad hair day or two. That is until Reese Penhollow, descendant of the town's ancestors, breaker of hearts and annoyingly just as gorgeous as he always was, returns to Graves Glen, Georgia, which should be a quick trip to recharge the town's ley lines and make an appearance at the annual fall fair turns disastrously wrong. With one calamity after another striking Reese, Vivi realizes her silly little hex may not have been so harmless after all. Suddenly, Graves Glen is under attack from murderous wind up toys, a pissed off ghost, and a talking cat with some interesting things to say. Vivi and Reese have to ignore their off the chart chemistry to work together to save the town and find a way to break the breakup curse before it's too late. So this is not my usual cup of tea, Um, but it sounded just off the beaten path uh, in the romance, you know, rom-com category that, and, and the, the whole, you know, Halloween season approaching us. I was, Excited to try something different for a change. And I'm glad I read it. Um, it didn't wow me. Um, and, and maybe I'm a little too harsh with rom-coms anyway. Because I feel like if you can read the book jacket and kind of figure out who ends up together. and It's less of a you know, mystery to me, it's kind of like, well, I already know the ending, but how's it going to play out? But I figured with all of the Halloween theme, witches, kind of spooky season stuff, um, it would be a nice distraction. So I started off reading the book, and I made it 37 pages in. And I had texted you earlier in the week. And I said, I loved it. It was great. And it did start off great. It was funny, quirky, kind of PG, bewitched kind of feeling to it. It read like a young adult book, I would say. Um, But around that that almost 40-page mark, I was kind of getting a little bit stuck in the mud um it just seemed like it all of a sudden like slowed down and i ended up turning to the audiobook and i figured you know that at least i could listen to and not really give up on if i'm driving to work and back and i'm glad i did because i do think that that helped me get through the book because i really very well could have dnf'd it um couple of problems with the book so I'm not approved by any means but there it was so strange like there for a book being so lighthearted and kind of quirky with the whole you know witch aspect there was so much swearing like so much gratuitous swearing in this book that I'm like who is this meant for is this meant for you know I feel like it's going to turn off a big audience um with just all the over the top swearing and it kind of you know I'm kind of like okay is this like a light fluffy read or or not it's not something i would give certain family members just based on that but um you know also it's i think it started off nice it ended decently but the middle really dragged and i feel like not a lot ended up happening, too, in the whole book. Um, despite there being a curse and a, you know, I guess, lovers to enemies to lovers trope. Um, it just kind of slowly moved on. And for a book based in magic, I was kind of hoping it would be more of a quick read. Um Overall, I would give it a three out of five star, just because I do like the plot being unique. Uh, it definitely dresses up the the same genre um, that a lot of books, you know, have have those angles, but they don't really interest me. And it did make me laugh out loud in a lot of parts. I'm not going to lie. There's a talking cat. That I just think is so funny. Um, I can totally picture it. Definitely picturing Salem the cat from Sabrina. But, uh, and I think that was one of the funnier parts. But, uh, you know, it just, it, like I said before, it was just kind of muddy in certain areas. There's a couple B plots in there too, besides our main plot. But it was somewhat confusing. I ended up having to read some reviews on the actual curse itself and some history around the curse uh, because it does go deeper than Vivi placing a, a hex on Reese one night. There's a deeper meaning to it. And I was honestly like a little confused and lost about the whole thing. And I really had to break it down. I busted the book back out and Reread some things that weren't clear when listening to it but you know overall I would give it a recommendation for a lot of people especially people that do like romantic comedies because it is different um, I, I would say it's probably best read in the fall and if you have this book and you didn't read it I wouldn't say you know, definitely rush to to read it. I might even say, well, hold on to it till next fall and read it then, because I do think, kind of the, the vibe, the seasons, amplifies, the enjoyment with this book. But that's pretty much how I would sum up this book. I I know um, you got it and started reading it.
0: I did. And you said about the 40 page mark was where it started to turn a bit for you. That's about as far as, that's about as far as I made it. I just couldn't get into it.
1: 37 pages. And that's probably spot on because I think when you texted me, you said somewhere between 30 and 40, which is pretty funny because I didn't have my book on me at the time. And since then I've read reviews where people either say right around that 30 to 40, they stopped. Or they pushed through and around 100, page 100, it was difficult. Uh, Or people gave it really good reviews. And even on Goodreads, there's not a lot of one-star reviews for this book. I mean, that got the least amount. It seems like it's somewhere between a 3 and 4, and the average rating is a 3.66 based on 33,000 reviews. So... I feel like you know I'm kind of in with that average it was it was okay I mean I I don't, I don't hate reading it, but the audiobook definitely helped me you know push on with it
0: well well and sometimes that can help I guess depending on the book but I I do want to give it another shot eventually, but I just, I don't know what it was. I just had a, I don't know if, cause I was enjoying my pick this week so much more, mm-hmm. but I, I just had a bit of a hard time with it. Right. And I'm just, I'm just like, I kind of don't want to read this right now.
1: For you, I would say what I was saying before, like I'd put it away for the year, bust it out next mm-hmm. year, give it another shot. I wouldn't force yourself to read it now or pick it back up necessarily. Um, The cover is great. I I just love it's very old school. Be witchy vibes. And. uh, That's also one of the better parts of the book is the cover, but. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an insult. (laughs) Um, But I do mean it. A good cover is a lot so even
0: though we're not supposed to judge them by that
1: (laughs) that's a good life lesson is not to judge a book by its cover but for books i like to judge a book by its cover (laughs) not (laughs) solely but it 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 can it help it can help (laughs) i mean don't do it with people but you can do it with books yeah (laughs) (laughs) Now, I did find a one-star review. Um, I figured that would be, you know, a middle of the road. Where do I go? I could read a real spectacular one. I could read a one-star. And the one-stars are just more fun to read. So this is from Erica, and it was posted on Goodreads on October 25th. And she said, one-star, finally, I'm done. The fuck did I just read? Periods after everything. Oh my god, this book made me cringe. Every other second. I was fooled by the witchy Halloween vibes. The dialogue is horrible. The main characters have zero chemistry. The plot is all over the place, and the spice was nowhere to be seen. Only good thing about this book was that it was on the shorter side. But still, I ended up almost DNFing it. I didn't, though, because I held on to the hope that maybe it would get better on the second half. Spoiler alert. It didn't. What a waste of my precious reading time. And, you know, I I definitely get where she's coming from. Um, I did like the main character, Vivi. Reese, who's the main male character, um, is a little bit more surface level. I'm not sure necessarily why she liked him as much as she did or put in the effort to not only have dated him before, but, you know, want to do it again. But, um, you know, I'm also not of this, an expert in this genre. So I thought, well, you know, maybe people just like that. They have chemistry and you don't really have to figure out why you just, if, if they say they got chemistry, okay, but um, I would agree with that. And again, this person held on thinking it would get better, and I also agree with that. One thing I did like is they did finally get together before the, the very end of the book, and I'm not sure how a lot of romance books are, but I did appreciate that because I felt like sometimes you know that's the... You know what's going to happen. So waiting till the very end, it's kind of like, well, okay, I knew that was going to be the ending. So to have them get together before the end, and then there's still a chunk of the book left, um, you know, I felt was good, because I knew there was more to the story. And you still don't know if they'll end up together um, as the book plays out. So, you know, it's not I don't think it would be considered a spoiler to say that, you know, there is something there in the middle, but, um, yeah, I I thought it was overall decent.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it it seems like a middle of the road kind of book anyway, but, (laughs) Yeah, I think this is the first time I'm saying something negative about anything on this podcast. It's just, uh, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it at this time. And I'll I'll try it again, probably next Halloween season.
1: Right. And maybe it'll Uh, be different, you know? Maybe you'll get into it, but like you said, you may have had a higher standard in mind having just read... The book that you're going to highlight
0: well still reading it i ended up finishing it just last night okay but it was uh i mean i'll get into the details of my reading journey with
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my
0: god i i I feel like i need to ask you for your consent to talk about this book
1: sure (laughs) yeah
0: because some of the i've highlighted like dialogue okay. and some of the scenes it ooh <laughs> i mean <laughs> got to turn a fan look, on or
1: something it's going to get going to get spicy in here well here's
0: the th- here's the thing i uh, my pick this week is it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey which is another popular pick on our bookstagram among our bookstagram friends. Yep. And uh, you know it it's another one with a great cover. It has one of those cute romance cartoon covers. Yeah. So
1: it is a great cover.
0: Yeah. Did you and read it? I've been hearing Did you read Kindle?
1: Or do you have the actual book?
0: I have, I uh, read it on Kindle.
1: Okay. I couldn't remember.
0: But it was one of those things like I'm trying to read on break at work, some of it, and it's getting to – it's like on my break is when I'm reading some of those scenes, and I'm just like, I hope no one rocks around my desk <laughs> right now. Because, I mean, I'm holding the Kindle. I have this thing where I'm wondering if someone walks behind me where I'm at my desk, if they're looking over my shoulder. Right. And seeing what's on the Kindle or in the book I'm reading. <laughs> so I'm. it was a little awkward trying to read at work.
1: Right. But <laughs> Sometimes it makes you not want to, which can delay, you know, your reading because you're like, ah, not sure I want to. Do this here,
0: but you know, let me get into the synopsis or synopsis. Um, I'm reading this off of Amazon. Tessa Bailey is back with a Shit's Creek-inspired rom-com about a Hollywood it girl who's cut off from her wealthy family and exiled to a small Pacific Northwest beach town, where she butts heads with a surly, sexy local who thinks she doesn't belong. Piper Bellinger is fashionable, influential, and her reputation as a wild child means the paparazzi are constantly on her heels. When when too much champagne and an out-of-control rooftop party lands Piper in the slammer, her stepfather decides enough is enough. So he cuts her off, and sends Piper and her sister to learn some responsibility running their late father's dive bar in Washington. Piper hasn't even been in Westport for five minutes when she meets big-bearded sea captain Brendan, who thinks she won't last a week outside of Beverly Hills. So what if Piper can't do math, and the idea of sleeping in a shabby apartment with bunk beds gives her hives? How bad could it really be? She's determined to show her stepfather and the hot, grumpy local that she's more than a pretty face. Except it's a small town, and everywhere she turns she bumps into Brendan. The fun-loving socialite and the gruff fisherman are polar opposites, but there's an undeniable attraction, attraction simmering between them. Piper doesn't want any distractions, especially feelings for a man who sails off into the sunset for weeks at a time. Yet, as she reconnects with her past and begins to feel at home in Westport, Piper starts to wonder if the cold, glamorous life she knew is what she truly wants. L.A. is calling her name, but Brendan and this town full of memories may have already caught her heart. Oh, so sweet rom-com stuff. Mm-hmm. There. Now, again, I want to reiterate. <laughs> this may be too. This may be too much for some listeners, and that's okay. So, I want to give them the opportunity to, if they would like, stop this podcast now.
1: It's interesting. It's, Because your synopsis doesn't lead you to think it's going to be anything other than
0: a typical
1: book. I mean, there's different wording you could use in the synopsis that would kind of alert the reader, I feel like. And I didn't pick up on any of that. It just seemed like, you know, a run-of-the-mill story. Not like it was a bad one, but I mean, you know, just your average... But level of you know romance
0: yes but as i said our friend brooke was reading this book along with me this week um she said i could share this on the podcast i wanted she's awesome. in a group text with she's in a group text with me and another friend of ours amber where she sent this on wednesday you guys, I am on chapter 23 of It Happened One Summer and the holy buckets. <laughs> she said she got it. I told her I wanted to quote her holy buckets and it's something she got from her sister, but the language and the spice is more than I reckon for. Jeez, Tessa Bailey, she must have been really bored during quarantine. <laughs> and I, I, I also want to point out at the uh, at the back of the book, in her acknowledgments, the first thing she says is how her book was her great mental escape during quarantine when she was writing the book,
1: and that uh, uh, you know couldn't tie up some loose ends with <laughs> what set it off the charts.
0: But as I said, I have highlighted some stuff and again listener this is where it's going to get hot and heavy heavy yes (laughs) steamier but now i sent you this uh this is something i highlighted Mm -hmm. i sent you this earlier in the week as something on the lighter side just to give you an idea of uh, of where and this is the first thing that really like comes up. It's on page forty eight of the story. Um, this is from Brendan's point of view. Piper's body reminded him, for the first time in a long, long time, that he had needs that couldn't be satisfied forever by his own hand. I
1: was like, "What? What?"
0: <laughs> and uh, I read that I. I got, like, a little bit of an eyebrow. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's... But... I got two scenes... Like, two scenes here I highlighted. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is from page 297 now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay.
1: Are we going to make it through this episode? <laughs> am I just going to be gonna, laughing? No, we're going to make
0: it. We're, I'm going to power through. Okay.
1: All right. I believe I'm in you. I about, believe in you. You got I'm, this.
0: <laughs> I am just worried about how the... I am 100% worried about how the listener is going to... T- if anyone is still listening, even though I gave the disclaimer that they can opt out, this... Is on page 297, and I am going to preface this by saying this is a scene of Brendan eating Piper's Mm
1: -hmm.
0: bum butthole. Uh, (laughs) I didn't uh, think
1: you were gonna look
0: how red I am. I told you, I told you. What? (laughs) (laughs) So. The lift lines of her parted thighs. The ass that made his life heaven and hell. He gripped the cheeks now and needed them. Spreading the flesh so he could see what was waiting for him in between. Ah, baby. I should always be the one saying, please. He said (laughs) hoarsely. leaning down and stroking his tongue over the tight-gathered skin of her back entrance. She huffed his name, then moaned it hesitantly, hopefully, and yeah. He couldn't stop himself from yanking her sexy backside closer, burying his mouth in the valley between and tonguing her roughly. Oh, wow, she breathed, pushing back against him. What are you... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and then a little later in this scene. Hmm, this is on page 298. Now it says. Her blue eyes went blind and she moaned hoarsely. Her hips twitching beneath him. Spasms racking her pussy and plunging him over the edge. He rocked into her hot channel one more time, spearing deep, looking her in the eyes as he growled her name, letting loose the excruciating pressure between his legs, panting against the side of her head.
1: This is grade A steamy stuff right here.
0: And I've also highlighted some of his sexy talk. (laughs)
1: Listen, and oh, we should have said, we're not. This is. There's no shaming of any of this stuff. It's, no, no, no. It's shocking it's, that that you didn't go into that book. You didn't pick an erotic book. You picked a romantic, you know, book. I don't know if there's any humor to it, but
0: it said, "Well, it said what, a shit." It said there is some humor in it, and, but it says a Shit's Creek inspired rom com, right? But it, by the way. This is a 5-star read from me too.
1: Awesome. So I
0: did I didn't have any issue again I was caught off guard by this.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the shocking thing about this and just to get that out there we're not highlighting it to you know, for shock value. Yeah. It was shocking just in the sense that it, it's unexpected.
0: Yeah. So, uh, here's some of Brendan's dialogue. Um, these, uh, these first two are like during a sex scene and on page 208 and 209. Came here to be neighborly, Piper. Is there anything neighborly about the way I'm giving you this cock? And then on page 209. Come on baby, let's have it. Show me what I do to that high maintenance pussy. And then I'll read this I'll read this one more time. This is from page 283. Um this is at a point in the book where they Brendan and Piper and along with her sister Hannah and Brendan's friend Fox, who there's there's going to be a sequel to this book called Hook, Lion, Sinker, where it's going to be about Hannah and Fox, the other two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Cool. But they all take a trip to Seattle. And this is something Brendan says to her at that point. Go- going to spoil you with my credit card now, then have you sit on my face and spoil you fucking rotten with my tongue later. So. He's yeah. Just, now I'll get.
1: He's he's just laying it all out there. There's no mystery to him.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I'll get. That's like some of the scenes and the dialogue, but the overall story is Piper is a sort of kind of like a Kim Kardashian type, maybe, or a Paris Hilton type. It says shit's creek inspired, so she's supposed to be like Alexis from that show. But, and it's a total fish out of water story, too.
1: So, do you, but, like, does the reader like her initially? Is she a little bit
0: superficial, or what did you she, take she of does start off. She does start off that way, as sort of, a, but the story is told in a way that kind of she is questioning. Like, I don't know how much she questions her life at the beginning. Like, she's so used to that lifestyle. And she does seem to adjust quick when she gets to Westport. When her and Hannah go to Westport. Like, she seems to, like, get the hang of it pretty quickly. But there's one night she gets a bunch of her um, followers or friends to break into a hotel rooftop where there's a pool. She ends up being arrested. And her stepfather is this uh, Academy Award-winning Hollywood producer. And as is said in the synopsis, he's had enough with her parting ways and that she can't take care of herself. She, he, he gets a feeling that she's never going to make anything of herself. She's 28 years old and she doesn't know what life is like outside of what she's been doing. So her and Hannah's father, uh, whose name is Henry cross who had been a fisherman in Westport had died when they were little girls. He owned a bar back there that has fallen into disarray. So he says, you're going to go to Westport and to prove to me that you're capable of being something I'm going to ask you to, rebuild this bar back to back to being something so and when they get there it's it's called no name at first because it's just a place where it's not really sanctioned or anything it had been closed down but the townspeople and the fishermen there all meet up there and they like bring their own liquor their own alcohol and they just you know hang out there. And so when Piper and Hannah arrive, Brandon initially is like having none of it. He thinks like, what are these two? Dits is doing here. And, uh, and Brandon, Brandon does seem to fall everything in this book to like get to the main thing of Piper and Hannah, Gone accustomed to life in Westport and Brendan falling for Piper seems to happen kind of quick I guess just to get to that part of the story Mm -hmm. but eventually and Brendan's past he his he had been married his first wife had died several years prior and he he wants to move on, but he's not sure how because he's still very close to his father-in-law. And every every year they throw a memorial party for his first wife. And there's a scene in the book where Piper mistakes it for like a natural, like, not a memorial party, but just a party party. So she kind of crashes it in a silly kind of way where she's walking around handing out jello shots (laughs) and so then but she realizes that it's the memorial party she runs off embarrassed and brendan does a thing where he chases her down and you know it's the part of the book where they kind of like get close Mm -hmm. you know start to understand each other and Then it's, you know, there's, (laughs) it it just, aside from like the really steamy parts, it plays out like a standard romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where, I mean, the book ends where you know, they argue over whether Piper truly wants to be there with him or wants to be back in LA. And so he goes on a fishing expedition with his crew and she goes back to LA, but then he comes back and like chases, I mean, goes to me, her, find her in LA and they, find each other again and the book ends with them together Mm -hmm. but yeah there's this other part there's other characters that show how she's grown accustomed to her life in westport they meet their grandmother that they never knew and they end up connecting with her and there's an an older man named Abe, who Piper meets every day to walk him to a spot at the museum that he, like he couldn't, there's like these steps at the museum that lead up to a bench that he wants to sit on to read the paper, but he can't get up the steps. So Piper meets him every morning to walk him to the museum and up the steps. Mm. And they, they, she and Hannah too like end up becoming like part of the town and connecting with the townspeople. So it's kind of that if you've seen Shits Creek, it's kind of how they connected with townspeople there. And but yeah, I mean this again, I mean it, it was a five star read for me because I enjoy even though I was Caught off guard by how mm-hmm. steamy it gets. I what, felt like it felt like that episode of Friends where Joey finds Rachel's book in her bed. If you've, uh, you're looking at me like you don't. No.
1: <laughs> I've seen there's Friends, a, but I don't recall yeah. that one specifically.
0: <laughs> well, there's a book where he finds where Joey finds Rachel. A book that Rachel has, and it's a steamy romance novel, and mm-hmm. he gives her shit for it. Like joking with her, like you've got porn.
1: <laughs> now, what did Brooke think of it? Did, have you talked to her? like did she finish it yet? or anyone else that you know? Um, per, I, I mean, I know we've read some reviews on Instagram, and I know a couple people that have read it too. um,
0: I, um someone did. An Instagram friend I had, who I'm going to shout, I told her I did want to read her comment when she commented on my posts of that I shared with this book. Um, This is from Read With Jen. To be spoiled by this bearded fisherman, pure joy. I adored this one. Nice. So, I mean, it is... there are people I've talked to, like Brooke and our friend who is in that text chat with us, uh, Amber. They were, they were both talking about how caught off guard they were by how mm-hmm. steamy it gets. But I mean, overall, I've seen positivity. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people on Bookstagram did love this book, and yeah. I mean, I, I get why it is. It is, you know, aside from the steaminess, it is a charming read. It's, you know, some of the negative reviews that I combed through did say that, like, Piper is unlikable. I don't think that's true. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, overall, there's been a positive reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Although I am going to read the one-star review I have here Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from Amazon by D. McGuire in the United States on September 19th, 2021. One-star disgusting. This story had a solid premise. Flighty rich girl falls for a solid fisherman. I am no prude. But the moistness and the hardness of their respective genitalia turned this into a porn read rather than a (laughs) rom-com. Literally unreadable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it sounds like he read it, though. (laughs) To to make those... He or she. He or she.
0: It's it's just an initial, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, you
1: always find the best reviews. <laughs> uh,
0: but I, overall, it is, again, it is a five-star read for me, and I did enjoy it. And I kind of... <laughs> I, I feel weird saying this. I did enjoy how steamy it got. Mm-hmm. And having, like, just... But again, like there is a little awkwardness trying to read it at work,
1: mm-hmm. well, and
0: hoping, like hoping no one is walking by your desk while you're reading it.
1: Well, I think too, it's a good story. So that stuff. I mean, if if the book was pretty bad, but they threw those scenes in there, just you know, to give it something. Yeah, it, it wouldn't work as well. But it sounds like. That only enhanced the book, I guess.
0: Yeah. and But it's it's a formulaic presence. You know, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. It's a fish out of water. Sometimes, like, going in knowing that's what you're getting mm-hmm. is, like, you've already... It's already going to be a good read for you. hmm And I guess the, the sex scenes are a bonus in that sense. Mm-hmm. If you choose to take, if you choose to take it that way, unlike that reviewer who <laughs> wasn't in the mood for porn, right? At the time.
1: Well, and I, I mean, I don't know to say to say it was like disgusting. Though that's you know, that's not very objective. I feel like I mean, if you want to talk about the book but I don't know. Well, it wasn't their cup of tea and I guess that's, they're right. But again, to just like pick out the sex scenes and what, and that being why you don't like it.
0: I mean, they do become kind of, I think there's a total of like four Mm -hmm. or five, scenes that get that way or and before that there's descriptions of like how brendan is getting hard in his pant and his erection is pushing against his zipper Mm -hmm. and all the stuff like all the blood in his buddy body rushing to his cock and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and
1: i feel like that's i did
0: i did I did i did highlight something let me pull it up there there does seem to be a point in the book where Tessa Bailey is kind of like almost winking at you like she knows that what she's writing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um where it's a scene where Piper and Hannah are going to stay with at Brendan's house and Brendan Uh, appears in the entrance in a gray gray sweatpants and a t-shirt. All right, this is a line from Piper. Don't look at my boyfriend's dick print, Piper whispered to Hannah as they followed him into the house, sending her her sister into doubled-over laughter. Brendan cocked, ha, an eyebrow at them over his shoulder. So it's like Brendan cocked an eyebrow on them over there, but they were just talking about mm-hmm. his quote-unquote mm-hmm. dick print. So she put... Tessa Bailey put the ha after cocked. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like... Right. She's kind of looking at the reader like... Yeah. You, like, I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> but it was a very enjoyable book. That's so. good.
1: It sounds really good. I, I haven't... I haven't searched, like, Bookstagram, for that book specifically, but anyone that has come up, uh, I so far I haven't read a bad review. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there are people that you know just wasn't their thing, but uh, in the few that have popped up on mine, I haven't experienced that.
0: but overall it is a recommend from me on my pick this week so yeah I think uh, I think I said all I can say about mine
1: sounds (laughs) good I mean it sounds like a really good story overall and it's definitely something I would check out Yeah. So, and there'll be that. I don't know if it's a sequel, but or or at least like a part two or something.
0: Yeah, there will be a part two focusing on the other. um, Yeah, uh, the sister Hannah and Brendan's friend Fox. Who there? I don't know if this was in every copy, but this was in the Kindle edition I had, which I borrowed from the library. Through the library system. It's um there was a bonus scene at the end where it had been a like if this was a movie, this would have been a deleted scene from earlier in the movie. But there's a part where Fox walks Hannah to a record store in town while Piper and Brendan are gonna work at the bar, gonna work on fixing up the bar. And so there's a bonus, like, eight to nine minute read scene of the two of them mm. going to this record store. And, like, they're being, like, a going to, like, leading to a spark between the two of them. So the second book is going to focus on the two of them.
1: It looks like that one comes out March 1st. 2022
0: yeah that one's going to be called hook line and sinker so
1: yeah that's cool because then you get a little more and i'm sure i'm sure you know there will be some throwbacks from this book um but yeah you can kind of get a similar story it's definitely for people that liked this will probably really like that yeah, I'll have to add that to my both of these to my TBR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not a prude. No,
1: no, <laughs> oh no! I know you were you I'm were glad. like you're like you know be be warned. This is going to be nuts. And I and it and it I was like what? But. Uh, Yeah,
0: I'm 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 throwing the I'm throwing the explicit tag on this episode when I publish it. So, and I'm putting a warn I'm putting a warning. There's a warning in the episode notes and Mm -hmm. my multiple warnings in this episode. So, if you're still listening at this point and you took issue with it, I'm I mean, yeah, I
1: mean,
0: I'm afraid of seeing one star reviews solely on my review this week right but it'll oh
1: yeah it's i mean if you made it this far then
0: yeah Yeah, and if you did make it this far you get to hear our picks for next week so all right (laughs) i'll go ahead and
1: okay go ahead go ahead
0: Go ahead. Mine first. I am going to do something a little different. Next week, I am going to be doing a book called Chill Out and Cheer Up by Grace Grossman. It is a self-help book written by a wonderful lady, Grace Grossman, who I connected with on Instagram. And there is going to be a tie-in with my pick next week. I am going to be talking with grace herself on my cups of joe podcast which will also release next monday and be out at this as the same time as the next episode
1: awesome so. that sounds exciting um and i'm going to be doing something different also that i haven't done before i'm going to review a young adult book i'm going to go with five total strangers by natalie d richards Ooh. Yeah.
0: I'm actually, I believe that is a Kindle Unlimited title, and I believe I had that on my list as well.
1: So it popped up for me on my local library um, as an available now and as an ebook or an audiobook, I think both. And there was like no wait time because they were highlighting it. And I don't know if it had something to do with it being a local read. Um, but the main character is from Pittsburgh. So I don't know if it was highlighted. I just saw it um, pop up when I was looking, you know, to see what was out there at the library. And it's under big library read, Uh, connects readers around the world with the same book at the same time. Borrow five total strangers today through November 15th without any wait lists or holds. Um, So yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's just coincidence that the main character is from Pittsburgh and she's trying to get home from Pittsburgh. I mean, home to Pittsburgh um, during a snowstorm and ends up in a car with five, four other people um, who are strangers, but I'm about halfway through and uh, I really like it. So I look forward to finishing that and having a, a review for next week.
0: That's awesome. And I might be able to, since I have that, since I am a Kindle Unlimited member and I have that on there, or if we don't, I believe we have a copy, a physical copy in stock at the library where I work, because I know I've, I've seen that one there. So um, it, I think I can have that one read too. And it should be fun next week. And I'm looking forward to talking about my title because it is, it's a self-help book that is on par with uh, an issue that is very important to me, if, for anyone who knows me, and that's mental health. Awesome. So I will be talking about that next episode and I will also, have a cup of joe with Grace Grossman, the author. And That's that'll be perfect. an added bonus. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, uh, Lauren, this was fun. As Again. always, yes. A little extra this week. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, we got through it. Thank you for helping me get through it. Yeah. And my nervousness.
1: Oh, no. It's all good. (laughs) You're the one who had to read all that out loud, not me. (laughs) No, you did great.
0: (laughs) You had to listen to it (laughs) and see my face as I was reading it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was wonderful. Thank you, Brooke. And thank you, everyone, for listening and for sticking it out with us if you did. And even if you didn't, if you're not hearing this, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We understand.
1: Yep. These books aren't for everyone, so.
0: <laughs> so uh everyone have a great great week and we will be back next monday with two more books for you so have a great week everyone
1: see ya Bye.